Sean McCracken and Trevor Simpson from Hotel News Now here at the first day of high tech and HSMAI's commercial strategy week, or at least the first day for us because we showed up this morning, even though I intended to be here yesterday. Um, so Trevor, you spent most of your day here at HSMAI's marketing strategy conference, which tomorrow they're going to switch over to the revenue optimization conference. Correct. So what what was your big takeaway today from the HSMAI event? So as the uh, Gen Z person of HNN, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm regularly in- remind us how you are younger than the rest <laughs> of us. Thank you. I'm in charge of, uh, you know, explaining all of the social media trends and the vernacular of the youths. And uh, I sat in on a influencer panel that I found interesting because it feels like the relationship between influencers and hotels is kind of the wild, wild west because mm-hmm. it's still relatively a new concept to the industry and what the influencers want and what the hotels are giving them, it feels like there's some uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were men- you were just mentioned to me offline here a moment ago that there's kind of a disparity between what hoteliers seem to think they're investing in and what they're getting with with influencers. Right. Is, that, is that right? Was that your takeaway? Yeah, I think hotels just don't know right now how to measure the success of influencers because you can take a look at views or saves on posts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but how that actually translates into business to hotels is another story. And something that was interesting to me was the influencers were talking about how their process is a long-term investment because the results aren't going to show right away if someone sees a tiktok of a nice hotel they're not going to immediately jump on a plane fly out and go to some super nice resort it's more of a long-term goal of the of theirs so lost my train of thought (laughs) sorry i mean so i guess in marketing speak and this has come up a few different times today through the course of the conferences it's more of a you know, it's that idea of top of funnel marketing versus bottom of funnel, where it's like you can market to someone hoping that they'll immediately buy a thing, right? Mm, like right. that's something you can do, but you also need to do like a brand marketing campaign so people are aware. And that doesn't result in somebody buying something in that moment, but you need that brand awareness long term. Right. So it feels like from what you're saying and hearing that the influencers see themselves as a branding exercise yes and what hoteliers want is them to convert to sales and there's a bit of a disconnect there and i mean at the same time you know there's always the concern amongst people who don't work in that space how much of it is actually just like a boondoggle and people just trying to get free stuff and i'm sure that's a big part of it because it's kind of an unregulated world like you're saying it's the wild west like there's people out there who are just trying to take advantage and there's also people who do it legitimately as a business exactly. and have big followings. There right? must be some success in there since it's still happening. It's not yeah. like it's fairly new, but it's not a brand new thing. So there, there, there's something to it. And not all influencers are created equal, right? right like it's for sure. who you're partnering with, what their audience is. Like there's a lot of factors that go into yes, these things. Definitely. So I spent 
the majority of my day at the other side of the, the Toronto Convention Center at High Tech. And it's interesting to me. There's a really palpable sense I get this year. And I've been doing these high tech conferences every year for probably like seven, six or seven years in a row now. I mean, other than the pandemic and that's all a black hole that we all like to forget happened. But um, there's always been the sense and everybody every year unfailingly brings up, well, the hotel industry is way behind on technology and we're not innovators. We tend to be followers when it comes to tech. And I think people are just kind of over it with that. Like, not over it in, like, saying that, but over it with that being the case. Sure. Like, more and more people are getting really frustrated with the glacial pace of change in the hotel industry. And um, I talked to a few hoteliers today and saw, you know, there was um, Bharat Patel from AHOA was talking on stage today about, like, we're at a point now where the industry doesn't just need to catch up. Like the industry needs to make some sort of massive quantum leap in being in tech adoption, which puts it ahead of, you know, retail and all these industries that they've continually been chasing. But nobody knows what that means, which is like, it's the easiest thing in the world to say is we need to lead the world in technology. And then once, okay, how are we going to do that? And then there's like crickets in the room. But, um, I think the interesting piece of that is that a lot of hoteliers don't work at, you know, it, they're not all Marriott and they're not all Hilton. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of mid-scale or even small, you know, brands, owner-operators, independent hotel groups, like all sorts of people who have to exist in this world where they're completely dependent on tech vendors, third-party tech, and they want more from them and they're not getting it. It's more of like a bunch of people flying to the same couple of things that they're doing. Like if you have a PMS, all of a sudden you're going to throw on, you know, a CRM to that system or automated revenue management, like these things that other people already do. Mm -hmm. And it's not really innovation. It's just putting more bells and whistles on things that already exist. And on top of that, um, I've heard a little bit of pushback today, not, not on the concept of AI, but the fact that every, tech vendor here has developed put development muscle behind ai so they can slap the uh, on all their marketing copy and say like we've got ai fill in the blank and that's not necessarily innovation as much as it is distraction so Speaking i mean of it's the wild wild west well, yeah it's like but it's not, I don't want to make it seem dire. It's just, I think people are really hungry for the industry to take the next step and nobody knows what that is. Is that why it's been so slow to innovation? I think, and um, it was, oh, I wish, I, I wish I could remember who said it on stage. It was actually during one of the HSMI panels where I think somebody made the very, very salient point that the hotel industry is constantly a laggard in technology, not because it's inherently a bad tech industry. It's because it's a lower margin industry than some others. Like you, they just don't make as much, they don't have as much cash that they can just throw at an R and D department. And that problem's not going away. Like that's not changing. Margins are shrinking, not growing. So 
in unless somebody just magically fixes the problem or figures out a way to make a whole lot more money, which in its own way is a kind of innovation. I don't think that it's going to take care of itself, which sounds very pessimistic, but um, it is what it is, right? Like if, if there's a symptom in a, in a solution, like we, we know what the symptoms are and we don't know what the solutions are, you know? Yeah. sounds like uh, we have a conundrum on our hands, <laughs> Yes, which is nothing new. So, Trevor, this is this is your first high tech NHSMAI yes. event. This is your first time in Toronto. Mm-hmm. What are your overall impressions? Not just of what you're hearing at the show, but just in general. What's your what's your what's your feel? Toronto's cool. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the CN Tower is uh, indeed pretty tall. Uh, <laughs> there's a lake right over there. There's a lake right over there. Uh, yeah, first time out of the States as well. Yeah, which is a big moment for you. We were talking about in our Uber ride in that it was your first international trip and it's um, it's international travel on training wheels because yeah. it's very America-like. Didn't get the cool stamp in the passport. Did not get a stamp in your passport, which is a bummer. Yeah. What did you think of going through customs and a bunch of stern people asking you why you're here? Yeah, it kind of threw me off a little bit and... Uh, I didn't know I was going to get quizzed like that. Maybe I should have been prepared, but... Were you expecting the Canadian Border Patrol people to be nicer because they're Canadian? Yeah, that was partly uh, <laughs> playing off a stereotype there, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's It's been a nice experience, though. Long day. Uh, almost missed the flight. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about that, <laughs> Trevor. So we started this conference um, with... Which is really a good illustration of like all of the travel problems right now because I was supposed to be here yesterday. Mm-hmm. My flight at 10 in the morning got canceled. I got bumped to a later in the day flight that also got canceled. Then I got bumped to a flight that was supposed to be today that was going to get me in. Um, I, my flight would, if I stayed on that flight, I would be landing in an hour and a half from now. Uh-huh. So I had to wait on hold with. Uh, the the airline that I suffered through this <laughs> with for two hours to get that resolved so I could get in first thing this morning, mm-hmm. and as I sat to wait for that flight that you were also on, I did. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, where's Trevor?" So let's let's hear Trevor's part of the story. Well, with pre-check, which I've had for about a year now, every time I've I've given myself about twenty minutes to get through the whole check-in process which is a really good example of just the recklessness of being a young person exactly right and never had problems with those margins and today since it was you know early flight one to yeah uh, like very early like we're talking about we off the ground at 6 a.m early yeah wanted to give myself as much sleep as possible knowing i was Mm -hmm. gearing up for a long day so uh got there at uh 510 flight boarding at 530 and mm-hmm. let's just say the line was uh I feel like every time I go now though I think in my head wow this is the longest line's ever been oh this is the long it was but the it longest was. line I ever saw yeah. at Cleveland Hopkins airport this morning yeah it was indeed today though the longest line I ever saw and uh Time was ticking out on me. uh, Oh, I was sitting there just watching the clock for you because it said even in the app, it's like doors close at four, 
forty, no, five forty-five a.m. and I'm sitting there on the plane, like, is Trevor gonna make it? Like, I literally looked at my phone. It was five forty-four, and then I look up, and there you come strolling in, probably out of breath. Yeah, (laughs) I had right as soon as I got through the the pre-check. it was, I don't know how much, t- I don't know what time it was, but there was an, an announcement over the PA that uh, all flyers to Toronto, you have two minutes to get here before yes. doors closed. So I, luckily, luckily, it was uh, gate A1. So. Yes. It's still, though, when you come through the pre-check gate in Cleveland, you come out near the B terminal. So you still got to book it a little bit, yeah. although A1 is like the first gate you you see in a right it's not one of those situations where it's like you have a one but it turns out it starts at a 27 and you have to well that was the thing i had no idea what it was so i immediately started running and which is a good one of those times where it's good that you're like young and like in good shape so that you can make Uh it and i wasn't uh wearing my dress shoes that scuffed up my heels all day i had my uh (laughs) comfy sneakers on so the run was nice but uh yeah, I guess uh, if you really think about it, though, the method worked. <laughs> well, it's never okay. going to be worse than it was today, and I still made it. In the most technical sense, it worked, <laughs> but <laughs> probably not an experience you should replicate on a regular biz- basis. Probably will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once again, the young person learns nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for us. We're obviously very tired and very punchy. We both got up. I Well, I got up earlier than Trevor did, <laughs> clearly. But we both got up pretty early, so I think we're going to call it right now. Trevor, any final takeaways from the day? Nope. All right. With that, on that note, we'll see you later. Stay tuned to uh, hotelnewsnow.com for more. <laughs>